You're listening to Diving In, a podcast by Lexi McCrowan. Join me as I explore topics relating to health, wellness, and how to stay true to yourself. Each week, I touch on raw and often unspoken conversations with special guests as they share their experience working in the spotlight and their own personal journey to accepting themselves. Diving In is your guide to help you navigate challenges in life, whether that's relating to friendships, business, or health. I can't wait to take you on this exciting journey with me. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 21 of Diving In. I'm so excited to finally have a sense of a routine of recording and uploading episodes for you guys. So stay tuned for some exciting guests in the next few weeks. But in today's episode, we touched on sticking in your own lane. And I feel this is so important to discuss because we all go through it. We all compare what we're doing to other people. So of course, today's special share will be very similar to that. So here it is. Everything in life is easier when you don't concern yourself with what everybody else is doing. And it's so simple, but it's so true. I often compare my podcast to others and feel confused in what I'm doing. And I then get caught up in feeling like I have to be doing what others are doing. And it's so important to remember your why and your own personal values when you do start your business or you do start your podcast. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode and you're able to take something away from it. So let's get into it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. No worries. Thank you for having me. That's okay. Why don't we begin for some of my listeners who may or may not know about what you do or who you are? Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Priya and I am based in Melbourne, lived here my whole life, born and bred. And I have just started in about 10 months ago, I started my own handbag business that I run from Melbourne. And I also do uni at the same time. So I do both and uni has now become my side hustle in a way. And I love doing this handbag business. Oh my God. I didn't know it was only 10 months ago. Yeah, Sage just started, I think I had my first drop in June last year. I mean, I started to do like the Instagram and you start posting mood board photos and all of that in about May, April time. But yeah, the first drop was in June last year. So 10 months as a running business, I guess. Oh my God. I know it's been crazy, but I've loved every up and down of it. It's been, it's been incredible. Yeah. And then what are you studying at uni? So this is actually where it gets funny because a lot of people think that I'm studying design and coming from that kind of background, even in year 12, like at school, I didn't do VizCom or Studio Arts. I didn't do any of those design subjects. And I actually study a double degree of commerce and law um, at the moment. I mean, you won't catch me being a lawyer. I will not be behind my desk like nine to five all of that jazz, but I do, I love to learn about it. And I think in a way it's a good break from being creative at Sage. And it allows me to kind of switch on my business analytical mind. So I do both and yeah, it's crazy, but it's fun at the same time. (laughs) Doing something really creative, like you mentioned, you know, people would just think by looking at my business and my Instagram account that I am super creative. I mean, you certainly are in a way, I feel like, have you learned a lot through that? totally I've learned so much in the past 
10 months of doing Sage than I think I have like working for anyone else. It's been incredible because like there's obviously so many ups and downs, failures, and you learn from them. But in terms of creatively, definitely like learning how to use Adobe and and like Illustrator, Photoshop, all of that. And then also I feel as though when I'm creative, it comes from like a business point of view in the sense that I'm creative with my ideas and how to bring people together. And I obviously feel as though I do have an eye for like good bags and how to style them or what textures and colours go with what. But I feel as though I I like pull my creativeness from a business point of view at the same time. Yeah. It's not necessarily like not necessarily like I'm painting or I'm drawing and I'm sketching like a new bag. I'm more doing it online and picking inspiration photos and meshing them all together in like a vision that I see. Mm. So that's how I really have focused on my creativity in a way. And I think that's been another, oh, it's been a challenge for me because it's hard not to think like, oh, I should be creative in drawing and I need to learn how to do a tech pack and I need to learn how to do this. Like that's how I'm going to be successful. It's like, no, you can be creative in your own way. Mm. And I think I've slowly learned that I am creative in a sense that I'm creative from a business point of view as well. Like I can think of interesting ideas or how can we bring these people together or what's a good um, family initiative because I like to call Sage a family and I'm sure we'll get to that later, but how can we bring the family together in a sense that people feel welcomed and involved in a handbag business? Like it's so rare to think that you can have a handbag business in a way that is also a family at the same time. Mm. And I love to get creative in that. It's been it's been interesting. It's been a journey and I think I've learned a lot in that too. Well, I guess for people, yeah, they think creativity is just drawing, being an artist, but when you mentioned it is it's so many different things for different people and everyone is different. Yeah, I think what I've learned is like to not put myself in a box, right? And not try and jump in someone else's lane, not try and be as creative as someone else. I am so blessed to have really incredible creative people around me and who support me and it's hard sometimes not to be like oh I should be doing that or I should know how to be really good at that but it's like no I need to use my skills in my like they are my power they're my strength and I can be creative in my own way and and anyone can be it's just about learning how and understanding that like use it for yourself and don't try and use someone else's because only you will be the most powerful at what you can do you know Yeah, definitely. And if we take it back then 10 months ago at the start when you were beginning Sage Avenue, can you touch on how the name came about? For sure. So there's a few elements to Sage, okay? So I have always, okay, I don't know if people will relate to me on this, but I've always had a baby names list and Sage was always there for my girls and I've always loved the name. I mean, when I started to really figure out what I wanted to do, plan it, I was like, what do I want to call it? And I was like, mm, I really love the name Sage. I went to that list. I was like, what names do I love? Sage really strung out to me. And I was speaking to my family about it. And I was like, oh, I love the name Sage. And they were saying, well, you know, Sage also, people light Sage leaves in their home to clear negative spaces and energy. And I'm a true believer in bringing positivity in the world. And, and that really aligned with me. And all I want for Sage is to create a positive environment where you feel, you know, you feel welcomed and you feel like you're a part of something and you're buying into something. But also in saying that, 
a sage can be considered someone who is a prophet as well, someone who is very wise and knows, like has a wealth of knowledge and comes from experience. And when I heard what sage actually meant and what it does, I was like, I couldn't think of anything better because I only want to create an environment where it's positive, where it's welcoming, where it's like, it's wise in a way, you know what I mean? It's not this like intimidating or daunting environment. That's the furthest thing that I want from it. So when I loved the name and I found out what it means and what it does, I was like, this is, this is exactly what I want to call it. Mm. And I think yeah. it's important to have your own personal values also behind the business. And it sounds like you've really done that. Yeah, for sure. I I am so blessed to have been brought up in a very, very like big family. And for me, it's always been about like the coming home and having Sunday dinners and spending time with my family after every day coming home from school. Like we'd all sit around the table. You know, I'm one of five girls. I've got so many aunties and uncles it's insane so growing up with and and also to mention like I do come from a diverse cultural background my mum is Thai and Indian my dad's Australian so I used to go to the temples with my grandma as I grew up and we would go and we would pray and we would eat food together and it would be this whole like united force and I feel as though I wanted to really bring that through with Sage having a family has been the biggest value to me and valuing people and and having that cultural background is so important and I feel as though I've really tried to bring that through with Sage and I have some really exciting things to do and ensure that that's just like at the forefront of my mind I feel as though when I work on Sage and I use my own values I'm so much more passionate and I'm so much more into it and I'm feeling like this the spark and the joy comes through and it's like this is exactly what I want and it's more than just like a handbag accessories label you buy into like a family or a tribe in a sense you know mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to create sage in a way where I've worked my and tweaked my business plan around aligning with my values so to give you an example I do limited pieces and it's like 50 maximum and as soon as they're gone that's like done you move on to the next I then also have my staple everyday bags so that I order more of and it's like you can buy that on the side kind of thing but the reason why I do the limited bags is because I actually want people to go out and if you see someone in the bag that you wanted I kind of want you to be like to that lady oh my god I wish I got that oh that's so lucky you got that I want to get the next one and you start to evoke a conversation and it brings a family together and you compliment someone when you're out and you're like, oh, I really wanted that bag and I missed out so like slowly and I just like I was on it, but I missed out and, you know, but how did you get it? Or you look great. Or I love what you're wearing with this bag. And it's aligning with my own values of creating a family mm. in a sense that, you know, you feel welcomed and loved and and everyone is so blessed to have families, but some people aren't. And I want to help create that because I feel so blessed to have the family that I had. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. Can you touch on then maybe some of your core values for your brand and your business? Sure. So I think a very core value for Sage is obviously family is first. I think love is super important. It sounds very cliche, but I do everything with love. I, I Every note I write, it's always with love and it's always a love always made with love, you know, that sense of warmth and you feel included and it's an inclusive environment. I think that's very important. 
I want it to be obviously a value is to be like stylish and I want it to also be a sense where you put the bag on and you're like, oh, I feel good. Confidence is very important. And I think that's also a very, very core value to Sage is feeling empowered, having that inner confidence. That's something that I carry with me and that's something that is the reason why I started Sage. So to give you a background of why I actually decided to do handbags, I had been going through this journey of figuring out what I wanted to do. And my friend had told me this story in this moment as I was going through it all. She was like, you know, I, my boyfriend called me to go out one night and I was, it was really late and I was like, oh, fine, I'll go. I was in bed in my PJs and I quickly got dressed, right? And I walked out and I felt so flustered that I was getting dressed and I wasn't confident in my outfit. And I walked into the room not feeling confident. And I think every girl knows and every human knows that when you put an outfit together, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I look good and I feel good. And I'm walking out of my room with this inner confidence that only you have been able to bring out for yourself. This is like a spark from within that it's only well within your power to do, right? And I noticed that what would help me put an outfit together and what made me feel confident is I love my slow fashion and I would wear like an all black outfit, classic pants, top, blazer, and I'd put one of my mum's vintage bags on. And I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, oh, I feel good. It's elevated my outfit and it's a very simple but statement piece at the same time. And I would go and I'd walk out of my room and I'm like, this is my world. No one's getting in my way. I look good. I feel good. That's all that matters. And people would compliment you because you feel this, like this, you glow. Like, you know what I mean? And then that's where Sage really stemmed from is like, I want to help bring that inner confidence out. And it sounds funny to do that through handbags, but that's what helped me. And I know that it can help others too. So a very core value is that confidence and that empowerment. And that's where Sage really started from. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting journey because it's hard to portray that message sometimes. It's very long, but slowly through TikTok, I'm starting to really tell like the viewers and my audience why I started it. And there is actually a purpose here and and I want you to know what it is, kind of thing. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So with starting your business then, I guess it can be scary as well if you have never had a business before. Can you run us through then kind of the process of starting Sage? Of course. It was, uh, it, it can be very intimidating to, to start that from like, from when I started, I was like, what am I doing? How am I getting into it? There's so many questions. I think it's really important for me to say that like, I've been very blessed to like my mom and my dad, they're very business people and my partner. Like there's so many beautiful people around me who run their own thing and they have a really good sense for business. So when I started the process, they all really helped me to figure out why I wanted to do Sage. I think that's very important is to understand why. What do you want to sell? What's your service? What What's your plan, right? So figuring out why, what your values are and what you want to sell or, or give is super important. Then the next step I found for me was to start. The hardest part was putting myself out there first. So what I started to do is I started to just post photos on an Instagram page and get a mood board going because I was like, the more I do that, the more I can then feel as though I'm I'm working towards something. It's not as scary, right? You have a bit of a platform already. 
I then found what I had to do was design and that was hard because, as you know, I don't come from a design background, but my um, boyfriend was really beautiful and he taught me a lot on Adobe because he knows a lot about that and I just started to then find photos and I would draw over them with my like Apple Pencil and I'd figure out how to make it in and then I'd find suppliers and I think finding suppliers was the really hard part as well. It's not difficult, but it's just you don't know what you're getting. Like, for example, I get all of my stuff made overseas internationally. I started to like look at different places, research, where's the best place to get a bag, look at some suppliers and you'd have to get a sample in. And sometimes when you get a sample and it's like not the colour you wanted or you measured it wrong or you didn't like specifically state you wanted the label inside on the left, not the right. You learn so many things. But I think the most important process when I started the brand was understanding my why, what I want to give, what do I want to sell, how do I want to do it, and then starting to mood board, whether you start to mood board on Instagram or you start to design and you start to research a bit more about what suppliers, where can you get things made. I kind of feel as though I'm one of those people where it's like, if I want to do something, I want to do it now. So like I'm going out and just throwing things at the board, what's sticking kind of thing. And I'd get so many like samples from suppliers. Some would come back great. Some would come back awful. And then learning how to communicate and all of that stuff. I think what's super important in the process as well is take your time and don't rush the process. I rushed and I, it was great though, because I, I think that's what I needed to push myself out there. But I think that there could have been moments, I mean, ignorance is bliss. When you look back and you're like, oh, I could have done this differently or I could have done that. I mean, I wouldn't change the journey that I took. Mm. I just believe that take your time in understanding what you want to do, hone down on that, and then research, mood board, start to put your feelers out and align yourself with what you want to give to the world. And I think that's the best place to start and the best process. I mean, I really hope my audience I had a market about three months ago at the start of this year and so many people came in they were like how do you start a business how do you do that and I'm like let's get a coffee like I let me tell you I also started this from scratch so like let's go through I'll help you through this I was so blessed to have people that helped me I want to help others and so like if anyone's listening to this and you want to start a business send me a message dm me because like we're all learning in this journey and we all face challenges that come up, but it's just about knowing your why, your purpose, and then really like leaning headfirst into it. Mm. It's really good you broke it down because I feel like at the start, if you're starting to plan a business even, it can be so overwhelming. You know, I feel like I would overthink literally every aspect of it, what I had to do. So it's really good that you kind of put it into place. Yeah, I um. I try really hard to not let myself get very overwhelmed about it. And it's very easy to, especially when I do it, I am very blessed to have someone who helps me do marketing. Um, and But that's only just happened recently. For the first whole of last year when I was starting it and mood boarding and everything, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. But it's mm-hmm. important to take yourself out, like walk outside, get five minutes of fresh air, come back with a fresher mind rather than sitting and trying to create something when you're just not, you're not there. You're like, okay, I've been focusing on this too much. I need to take a step away. 
and really like go do something else, come back and be like, is this what I want to do? Don't let yourself get overwhelmed because you make decisions when you're overwhelmed and they're not effective or efficient. Mm, Definitely. Mm. You mentioned with starting your business, you found it really hard at the start to just put yourself out there. How did you kind of, I guess, work through if you had any self-doubt? Let me tell you, when you start a business, I can only speak for myself. Some people, I believe, are very confident in what they want to do and they know that they can do that. And I, like, I'm like, yes, that's amazing. I would be, it. I have to be so transparent and say I did deal with self-doubt. I have very high expectations on myself that I would love to run a, a very successful business and I really have big vision for Sage and I want it to get there. But it's so hard to not let moments come in where it's like, well, can I actually do this? Mm-hmm. Like I haven't come from a design background. Can I, can I really put like, can I be creative? And I believe that self-doubt is normal and that is so important to go through because I needed to learn to deal with my self-doubt and go through those experiences to get to who I am now and to be so confident in the business I and and confident in myself as well I believe that like self-doubt is the challenge that a lot of people are going to have to face and you have to kind of face it and be like okay I feel like this why do I feel like this what can I tell myself to to show myself that I can do this. It's about showing yourself that you, like, you can do this. Mm. Everyone can do. If you believe you can, you're half of the way there. And I, and I truly believe that. And so self-doubt is a challenge. It's not something that you can just let go of. I believe you need to, you need to tackle it head first and go through it. Like, like breathe through the emotion mm-hmm. and, and it will make you a better business person and a better creative person. It will make you a better person in life for going through those experiences. Some people say they try to get rid of that feeling and they try to do yeah. things to kind of just push it aside or forget about it. But it's so important to just acknowledge it firstly and say, hi, like you're there. Thank you for that. Sometimes it's like just not even listening to it, just letting it be there, but still working on what you need to. Totally. And I think self-doubt at the very start it consumed me and it would consume my thoughts and then that didn't make me like I wasn't in a free flow where I was working and I was putting in positive energy to what I was doing it was more like oh, I'm doing this but is it going to work is it going to stick I think to be so honest and to give you an example when I create my bags I'm like oh if I like it though but are other people going to like it like are other people going to wear it and it's that self-doubt of like, oh, but maybe my creative style is not the same as others. And it's like, but even if it's not, that's okay. Sit with the thought. Be fine with it. Don't let it consume you and change your design for something else that you don't believe in. Like the only way that this is going to work and for this business and anyone's business to work is like if your heart is in it. And you can only push a product that you believe that you can wear, that you can style, that you can sell, that you can that you can push out there. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to say, I agree. I always say, you know, hi, you're there. I understand you're there, but I'm not going to let you consume me. And I'm going to listen to you, but not not let you ru- run my day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's an important part of business that everyone needs to go through. And I believe that you become 
and in saying that this is my experience and my my beliefs but i truly truly believe that if you if you understand it and you become best friends with it then you are going to be a better person for it mm. and i think the other thing is something i've learned through having my businesses is it's the difference with not letting it define you mm. 100% there are so many moments where i've let um, judgment or comparison or self-doubt really like define me and I felt not positive it doesn't ignite this like bliss feel that you get when you're doing your business and that joy it's stopping that feeling and it's saying oh but you can't do this and oh but you should be making like another thing that I dealt with is like oh maybe I should be making quotes maybe I should be doing this maybe trying to jump in someone else's race when no this is I, I need to stay in my lane not compare myself and really, really like just hone in on what you want to do. Mm. And I and I need to go through those experiences to be more passionate about this. And yeah, that it, it's just a part of life. It's a part of life. And everyone's gonna go through it. Everyone's gonna have different feelings. But yeah, becoming becoming a friend with it, I think, is the most important part. Yeah. And it's actually crazy how some of the most successful people struggle with self-doubt and still comparing what they do to everyone else and still feeling like they're not doing enough. Totally. So many people and so many people don't talk about it or they try to hide it and they try to be like, oh, I don't feel self-doubt or I don't I don't compare myself or, you know, all of those somewhat negative feelings, you, you hide behind a mask mm. when it's like, no, you're much more of a powerful person when you don't let it consume you because if you tackle it now and you understand it, then later on it's going to be like way better for you than when you have a more successful business like you're saying. People with really successful business still have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you get there, you probably will still have it, but I don't believe it will be as strong as like if you deal with it now. Do yeah. you get me? Yeah, definitely. Mm. What would you then say would be your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to start a business then oh my god there's so many things I would say to someone if they're wanting to start a business all positive things because I think that okay I'll take you if I was starting my business what I would want to hear and what I would tell someone is I would say like it's so cliche but you haven't nothing to lose I mean so many people obviously have there's a few things that you can lose and I get that but I am a big believer that if you believe you can do it you're half the way there so if you have a feeling or you have a gut and you're like oh I kind of want to do this but I don't know what I want to do just do it who cares if it doesn't work who cares if it doesn't stick what if it doesn't work so what it doesn't work like you have taken an experience you have learned something you are making yourself a better person for trying, for brainstorming, for meeting new people, for putting yourself out of your comfort zone. So what I would say is if someone says like, I want to start a business, but I don't know, you have these judgment or you have these feelings of like, what if I can't do it? I would say to them, and this is what I would want someone to say to me, who cares? What if it doesn't work? It doesn't matter. Like it is all an experience and this is your life. You just, you're taking learnings. You're growing yourself as a human. Whether it is the biggest failure or the most successful thing, it does not matter. You have learned. 
from the process. If you failed, what can you take from this that can take you into the next thing? What helped? What failed? What didn't work? What can I do next time to make me stronger for the next? Or if it's successful, what brought me to this success? What helped me get there? It's all an experience. So what, like, it doesn't matter. Do you get what I mean? I mean, that's like a huge thing all in one, but there's not just like one thing I would say. It would more just be like, so what? It doesn't work. It, it's okay. It's okay. You will learn from this and it will be okay. But in terms of starting a business, I feel like you will face challenges, but you also have so many positive things that you learn through that. What would you say is the most challenging thing since starting Sage? I think the most challenging thing starting sage i mean there's been a few a few things i think for me personally it's about dealing with that self-doubt and that judgment and comparison for sure but i think as well it's been you know the way that the world is going tiktok like ai is coming in now you never know the way the world is going to move but i think that yeah dealing with that judgment has been very challenging but i believe that i have now really like nailed it on the head and I have really tackled it with like all the love that I can Mm -hmm. and making sure that I just stick to who I am and that's all that matters when I look at you know actually running the business from a day-to-day the most challenging thing would be dealing with suppliers at the very start I got it done overseas and like I said at the start I am of Thai heritage so I am a Thai citizen I've got family there and you know, I would get my bags made overseas and I, and they'd come back and they wouldn't be to the standard that I wanted. And that was so challenging for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, well, how do I find a new supplier? Like, it's not as easy as it seems. And and then I actually started to walk the streets of Thailand with my grandma and I found my supplier now in Thailand and I just found it by walking the streets. And that was the most challenging thing, I think, in terms of starting Sage and running Sage was to find the suppliers Mm. and I got there and I believed that I would get there and I did get there but yeah that would have been a challenging thing for me for sure I was like I've got family there I can go there I'm a Thai citizen why am I not looking at this place like why am I not looking at the fact that I am so blessed to have this opportunity and so I I went to Thailand and I was with my grandma my boyfriend was with me and we just walked the streets and we would walk and through this leather lane in Thailand in Bangkok. And I feel as though only locals really know like the leather lane. It's not actually called the leather lane, but locals call it that. And so my grandma and I walked and we found a supplier and we walked into the room and he just like had bags and shoes everywhere. And he was just this one guy and he had gotten the business off his dad who started running it and he runs it by himself. And yeah, I I really just, yeah, I found him. I had to just go walk the streets and find him. I didn't just find him online. I, I think I'm very lucky as well to speak some of the language and have my grandma who was fluent in Thai. So we spoke about it. And and when you speak the common tongue, they're a lot more inclined to be, tr- like you trust them and they trust you and you have a very good relationship with them, which is beautiful. But that was 100% a challenge. And And yeah, I just, I try and deal with these challenges like face first as much as I can with all the love and all the, and not get stressed out about it either. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important thing is to not let it again, consume you. And, and 
if I didn't deal with what I like all those self-doubt moments and those consuming moments at the start, then now I wouldn't be able to just be okay with stress. Now I am. Now I can sit and be like, oh, that's okay. I'll deal with this. What can we do kind of thing? Mm. So, yeah. And it's so good, I guess, to reflect on that as well. And then I guess, no, oh my God, okay, I work through that. So when you do have another challenge, it's like, I will get through this. This moment, this feeling will pass. 100%, 100%. And yeah, you will continue to learn that. And I'm sure I will continue to learn that too in life. And yeah, you learn to just say, okay, this is what it is. How do we deal with it? Rather than getting scrambled in your head, getting stressed, oh my God, like, what do I do? You sit with it and you tackle it with a better mindset, mm. for sure, yeah. What would you then say, I guess, is the most rewarding thing about having Sage? That is such an easy answer for me because the most rewarding thing for me is talking to people and, and like, in the DMs, getting to know people. Like, for example, someone will message me and they're like, oh, you know, I really would love this bag. I'm going to Europe. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait amazing this is when it's coming um I'll let you know but like where are you going when are you going and they're like oh I'm going to Croatia I'm like oh I'm going too like you know and and I make a conversation and I'm chatting with people and lately recently I did an international women's day giveaway where I asked people to send in a story of who they're grateful for an inspiring woman in their lives and the most beautiful messages were coming through my dms and and understanding people and getting to know them and hearing their beautiful stories about their moms or their best friends or their sisters. And it's like, that's so cool because I feel the same or, or I, I so understand where you're coming from. And the most rewarding thing for me with doing Sage is creating a family and meeting people and chatting to them and getting to know them. And I, I feel so blessed that I've been able to create a platform where people feel comfortable and safe to do that. I think that's one of the most important things I'm trying to push with Sage too is you know, you are welcomed and I don't bite. I'm a very chatty person and I want to get to know you and I, and I want to help you too. How can I help kind of thing? Mm. Serve the customers has been so rewarding for me. I definitely saw a few of those Instagram posts, especially the one where you did the meetup in Melbourne. That was so beautiful. Yeah, I um, I I was actually chatting to someone and I was saying to them, you know, when you want to make a friend, right? Sometimes you actually just don't make friends or sometimes you comment on someone's post and you go back and forth, but like, how do you meet that person or how do you take the next step and how do you go out of your bubble? I think also a lot of people, they go to school and they tend to stay in their school friendship group and then that's it. And they're your friends for life and it's hard to make friends. I am a big believer in having a tribe and having a family and I really, really I just knew I want to do that. And that's been the thing that I've always wanted to do from the start. So having that picnic was the first thing. And I was so excited because 35 people came and like 30 to 40. And I was like, this is incredible. People from everywhere came. They met everyone. They like, and you don't have to go and be best friends with them. I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but I'm just saying, let's, let's normalize getting to know people that are outside of your school group outside of uni, outside of just commenting people. I, I just want people to feel as though they're buying into a family in a sense that like you buy the bag and you feel that you are a part of something else and it's not just another handbag business or it's not just another clothing business. Like it is more than just that. Yeah. There is like people that you're going to meet and 
I hope that doing those things make other people like they see that and they feel encouraged to go up to someone on the street and be like, I love that you have this sage bag or, you know, I wanted that or you look really cool. I love the way you've styled it. And, you know, that makes that other person's day too. Mm. Let's, it's, it's all about making a safe environment and it's not intimidating or daunting. And, yeah, I just I really hope to do that and that is my mission and, and it's a core value for me. It's what I've been brought up with in my life. And I think, yeah, it makes people feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more willing to buy into Sage as well, I feel. Would you say that is one of your main things that would be behind what you want your customers to feel when they buy a Sage piece? Totally. So I want the customers to feel the whole process of like love warmth family everything inclusion empowerment confidence how can I do that how can I bring that all in one so I try and do little things in every step of the process to make you feel that so for example when you get a package I write a handwritten card and I specialize it and I say like you know I've always say like recently we did a staple bag and I'm like we created this to be the best friend to every outfit, but no, you've always got a friend in us too. Like love always, Sage. And it's always, you get that initial, as soon as you get the bag, you're like, oh, I feel apart. Someone knows my name. Someone knows something about me or they're saying I'm their friend too kind of thing, right? And then when I do those picnics and I'm starting to do more and think of those more things, they're like, they see that and they're like, oh, I'm a part of that too. So I've gotten a card. I'm already a part of it. Now I can go to this event. Or now I feel welcomed and I try and do everything in the process to instill those values in a subtle way, not to make you feel like you have to come to these things and not to make you feel like you have to be a part of this, but feel as though if you want to, you're welcome. I'm here with open arms and everyone else is too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And you did touch on, I guess you have so many things planned for Sage, What would you say are the most exciting things that you have coming up that you're looking forward to? The most important thing and the most biggest thing that I'm looking forward to for this year in Sage is bringing more people together. That is the most rewarding thing for me and that is the one thing that I want to do with Sage and whether I do, you know, I've got some really exciting things to do, a runway, but bring only our audience together or do little initiatives or activities where you feel as though you're bigger than more than just a handbag business Mm. so for the year that is my main goal is to make this family bigger but keep it true to myself and true to the values of confidence of feeling that warmth of feeling that inclusion of knowing that you are welcomed and you are a part of this and yeah, that is that is one big thing that I'm working towards with Sage. I mean, handbags, they will always come. They are like, I love making these handbags. They are the best thing because they help push my value of confidence. They help bring people together. And I think it's in a funny way. They all work like mum and dad. They have their strengths that they like lean on for each other and they create a big family. Do you know what I mean? And so that's, that's a big thing that I want for this year and it's something I'm going to work towards. And, yeah, if you're listening to this, come, enjoy the process with me and and I'm excited. Join along kind of vibe. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Oh, I love that. And I always like to finish off by just asking my guests, what's one quote or saying that has stuck by you growing up? I mean, I feel like you'd have a lot, but. Yeah, I, I, um, I've got, I've got quite a few quotes. I believe though, this is my number one quote. Believe that you can, and you are half of the way there. Right. And that is something I stick with truly if I have an idea or I have a thought or I have a like a family initiative that I want to bring forward if I can believe I can get there then I'm half of the way there I just have to put it into fruition if you have an idea and you want to start something or you believe that you can bring a service to people or you have something that you want to speak about you're half of the way there all you have to do now is brainstorm what can I do to get myself to the next step like the idea is just half of it, but if you believe you can, you are half of the way there. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. I love that. I love when people share like their little thing that they've kind of learned because it's just true to them. So thank you so much for just sharing your story and for joining me today. And for anyone that wants to follow Sage on Instagram, it's just at Sage Avenue. I would definitely highly recommend it because, as you mentioned, you're having a lot of meetups and you're wanting to create a community, and I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this has been such an honour, and, yeah, it's been a really good opportunity for me to tell my story, so I'm very grateful. Thank you.